Boz, what's up? How are you? I am great, Pat. Uh, I will tell you, we <laughs> are in lie. the. No, I'm not lying. I, I, we are in the midst of the quarterfinals as we record this. So busy times for me with the uh, day job. Um, but it's a beautiful day today in Nashville. And in the um, spirit of balance in your life, my oh. wife and I both had a little bit of a lunchtime overlap as far as a break today, which is rare. Usually we have kind of different things going on at different times of the day. So we both had a little bit of time. My wife looks at me and says, hey, do you want to go get a donut? Do you want to take a motorcycle ride to go get a donut? And I say, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, I do. The sun is shining. Let's do it. And so, um, yeah, I had a midday motorcycle ride to go get a donut. Uh, you know, maybe not something that you can do every day of the week, but man, once in a while, it just makes you feel good. So I'm, I'm in a great mood. As if, now you've, you've, you've derailed the conversation. So <laughs> oh, I have to you blame it on me. Okay. As if a donut didn't have didn't have enough power as its own to get a yes yeah. on you. She knew that if she said donut and motorcycle, that you would I basically mean, be fully obliged to saying yes. Yes, absolutely. And you know, like I said, a bit of a rarity all around. My wife and I are not particularly sweets oriented people, so the fact that that bizarre. was You're uh, bizarre people. Well, yeah, I mean, once in a while, we are human. But uh, the fact that that was presented on the day where we had time, I mean, it just, it all fell together. So, Let's get down yeah. to brass tacks. What flavor donut did you go with? I got a Boston cream. Oh, wow. I oh, wouldn't yeah. have guessed that. Okay, yeah. great. That, Good that, for you. Uh, you know, when, when the mood strikes, it's Boston cream or an apple fritter. <laughs> or an so, apple fritter. Yeah. We'll mm. move the needle forward. I'll tell you what. <laughs> it's a, it's a, you yeah. can get away with that on deadlift day. You can't get away with that on sprint day. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, let's we'll get back on track for um, any listeners who've already lost. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. We've got what are you know generally our favorite things, which is content that everybody out there is interested in. So we get questions posted, emailed, sent. You know, carrier pigeon, all various ways. And this one was from Sean M. And he writes, "Couldn't remember if you've covered this yet or not, but how many days a week is the right number to work out?" Five days on with two days off, six days on with only one rest day. Should you go seven days a week? Currently, I work out five days a week and run or walk a little bit over the weekends. Thanks, guys. So, uh, great question. I mean, straight just, up, straightforward. Yeah, how often should you get in there and get after it? So, I've got yep. a bunch of thoughts and ideas on it. Um, and I'm curious to see if we're in alignment or off in a couple of things here. So I can I can take it away. You can head off. What would you like to do? Well, I bet you we're going to have a lot more overlap than we are dissent on this one. And I think, you know, this is a topic that we've kind of danced around in previous episodes. And mm. it's certainly kind of come out in some of the other discussions we've had. But to me, it comes down to kind of two big principles. Um, and everything kind of flows off of that. So maybe I'll give you my two principles and then and then we can start with what you've okay. got first. So my two principles are number one, well, I'll, I'll answer the question and say, there is no right number. There's many different circumstances and you're gonna have to figure it out. But the two things that it boils down to, in my opinion, is what are the uh, what is the number of days in a week that you can work out to maximize your intensity during those sessions? And then the second one is that you have to understand that that will change based on your situation in life. Mm. And so you have to remain current with what you've got going on 
outside of the gym. So for example, if you can maximize your intensity as a 22 year old with no other responsibilities and you're in the gym hitting it hard six days a week, don't expect that same number to be appropriate when you're 45, you got three kids in a career and now all of a sudden you're banging yourself with the head because you can't keep up with that volume. That's a different scenario and you got to stay current. So anyway, we can dive into those with a little more detail, but those are my two big principles. That's a good point. And you know, one of them was front and center of my mind, which was that intensity drives results, generally mm -hmm. speaking. And so ideally, you could manage your workout schedule with that in mind. But yes. what I what I neglected to think about, which is a great point is, yeah, don't, don't get married to it, because cycles of life and things happen. Mm -hmm. So that that's a great, that's a great point. But yes, I had, there is no one best cycle, you know, he phrased this question as what's what's right, there is no one right one this, the right one is the one that works for you works for your life, works for your sleep, gets you results, gives you enough recovery, doesn't have you neglecting the other duties and responsibilities that a that, that life demands at you. That's the one that works for you. And why it matters is just like you said, ideally, because intensity is so important, whatever schedule you choose or you find works the best for you would help you have steady incremental progress, aka results, and would give you just that gentle amount of stimulus with just enough time off and recovery so you don't burn out physically, mentally, emotionally, and kind of wonder what happened, whether you want to call that overtraining or under-recovered, you know, whatever is the phrase that you like, retrograde performance, we're not looking for that. So, yes, I'm thus far, you know, 100% yeah. with you there. And so if we kind of go back to the origins of CrossFit and you read some of the early CrossFit Journal articles, you read some of Greg Glassman's early work. He talks about this a lot. And, you know, the conclusion that he drew for most people was that three days of hard work was about what you could sustain realistically before you started coming into the gym and basically, you know, mailed it in a little bit more mm -hmm. on that fourth day. And so, for example, Monday you come in, you've got the weekend to recover, let's say. You're raring to go. Monday's a good, solid training session. You're feeling feeling froggy. Tuesday rolls around. You're, you're feeling the effects of that hard session on Monday, but you still got enough gas in the tank that you can go for it. Another good effort under your belt. You're happy. Wednesday rolls around. Well, now you got two solid efforts that you're kind of, um, you know, your body's letting you know. So it's maybe a little bit sore, starting to feel the fatigue. You get that third day under your belt. By that point, most of us are in a state, if we're honest about the work and the effort that we put forward, that come Thursday, we could go do another session, mm -hmm. but it's likely that we're going to take it a little easy. There's going to be that little voice in the back of your head that says, hey, you know what? You've had some really solid sessions up to this point. You don't really need to put in the effort that you did during those other sessions. So why don't you just show up and go through the motions? And Greg's argument was, hey, when that voice starts rearing its head, it is more advantageous to step away, don't go in, take a day off, and come back raring to go so that you can hit it hard. And so his argument was, and I agree, was what is the schedule that you personally can sustain that keeps you stoked to be there? And you can honestly come in and put forward a really hard effort every time that you step forward into the gym. That's that's what 
he's trying to maximize for with that system. And I think it's a really great framework to kind of revisit because so many of us convince ourselves that if we're not there day in, day out, grinding it out, mm-hmm. you're not going to be making progress. And that's, that's a lie that your obsessive brain will start to tell you over time is that the only way forward is to continue doing more. And that's not the case. And I think longtime listeners of this podcast will, will uh, have heard that a time or two before in our other episodes. And I think it, it, we should keep coming back to, to that intensity piece, not to beat a dead horse, because yeah. you can work out a really long time and, and many, many days in a row and wonder why it is that we're talking about this because you just work out all the time. If most of what you're doing is moderate and low intensity work, yeah, you can, exactly. you can ride that train a really long time. And then if you do actually really start to understand and embrace, embrace what intensity is and you hold your hand really close <laughs> to that flame for whatever it happens to be, then you will understand why, oh, I, I do have to get out of the gym every now and then. I can't hit yeah. it like this every day. And again, getting back to your, you know, your phases of life, thing as well comes in uh, comes into play in everything that we're going to talk about here but i think that framework that greg gave is a really great template and i i think the only potential bad part about it is that some people can be so <sighs> rigid almost like to an ideological mm-hmm. level that it's like well that's what the original intent was and everything else be damned i'm going down with the ship because that's original crossfit and everything and it's like no no that might not work well for your life i mean it yeah. there's a, there's the opportunity that that is actually uh, maybe just a hair too much for you one day off isn't enough for you or mm-hmm. you think that that means three days of burning it down in a row and then one day off and then three days of burning it down in a row which again if you're 23, you might be able to get away with. But then if you are later in life, that three-on-one or one-off cycle, which potentially works great, 24 hours a day, burning it down for that 23-year-old, now at 43, well, that cycle is not enough. You need some more nuanced discussion about it. So, okay, it's three days on and it's one day off. But then what does each one of those three days look like? It doesn't look like mm-hmm. maximal intensity followed by maximal intensity followed by maximal intensity. So, Right. We need to peel back a couple other layers of the onion about not only your schedule, but even on those different days, modulating your intensity and understanding that all those days have benefit from high to moderate to low, so that when you do actually make it a high intensity day, you're feeling physically and mentally ready to bring it. So it's not just the days on and the days off cycle as well. I would say if you're really looking to optimize your performance, there is that what are you doing on each of those days discussion as well that takes place. And the only other thing that I personally, and I did that, I did that three on one off for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. The only thing that as life got busier for me, I didn't really like was that it's always changing. And so yeah. the days each week that you're going to work out, work out and the days each week that you're going to have off, there's, there's this constant little, creep forward or backwards on the calendar they're not set in stone and so again just depending upon where you are it can make planning some other things in life just more difficult and so if you are at a different phase in life we're having a bit more of a set in stone predictable schedule there are certainly ways that you can do that maximize your intensity and and life's great we can chat about those you know a bit here as well yeah for sure and one thing that i'd like to kind of 
jump on here in one of your earlier statements that you talked about when performance starts to go backwards a little bit, that's a pretty telltale sign that you're doing too much. And I think that's absolutely true. That's something that everybody should be on the lookout for is like, okay, if I'm not, if, if I'm legitimately showing up and I'm not seeing things go in the direction that I want, a lot of times that can be attributed to trying to do too much and not giving myself the time to recover uh, and, and, you know, really put forward a good effort. The opposite end of that, that I think people pay attention to less is you know, you have to watch yourself and think about your attitude towards getting into the gym. Uh, and I would argue that most of us, even you, Pat, <laughs> once we've fallen into the habit, we come to really enjoy the time that we get to work out and we enjoy the time that we get to kind of develop ourselves, even if the effort itself maybe isn't that much, quote, fun. It's something that you get to do for yourself and you, you come to enjoy that process. My point in all of this is that if you watch yourself and you get to a stage where you are dreading going in, you go in and you have kind of just a, just a, like a malcontent attitude towards what you're doing, there's a good chance that maybe you are toiling unnecessarily and holding mm -hmm. yourself, uh, you know, maybe to some abstract standard of discipline that isn't really required and it is no longer serving the goal, which is to get you in there, get you fitter, have some fun, et cetera. And so I, I think people discount that sometimes. Are you stoked to get in there and get the job done? And when the answer is consistently no, you need to look at some things um, mm -hmm. because that's important. That's important for anybody who's in it for the long haul. If you think that you're going to somehow just like grind it out for the next couple of decades doing something you hate, good luck. It's <laughs> not going to happen. So. You're a unique person. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you, you got to pay attention to those signals. Um, and you know, it's not to say every one of us has those days where you're like, ah, oh, I just have to get it done. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a pattern mm -hmm. where day after day after day, you're like, oh, I'm just grinding it out. Okay. Well, you really need to take a look at the schedule that you're running because it's probably too much or in the wrong spot as it fits the rest of your day-to-day -day life. Yep. And, you know, so again, just, just to touch that three-on-one-off thing one more time before we move from it, that schedule could be good or could be bad, depending upon your life, depending upon where you are, and you're, again, you're 23 or 53. And then that schedule in and of itself, even if you adhere to that schedule, you have ability to manipulate and vary things in there, right? You could have mm -hmm. day one, burn it down, day two, burn it down, day three, burn it down, the 23-year-old routine. You could have the 53-year-old that's like, <laughs> you know, day day one is low intensity, day two, send it, whatever it feels like that day. Day three, conversational pace where I'm pushing myself, but if you ask me something, I can reply. Like, whatever it happens to be, there's a whole bunch of knobs that you can turn, you know, and, and, and playing with all those, can you can really find your sweet spot where you just hum as an athlete, but give yourself some patience and some grace to play with those things. Listen to your body. Check out your you know loads and times that you're logging, and really find what just fits for your life. Getting to you know Sean says so currently he's basically hitting it. He's doing something seven days a week. It sounds like mm -hmm. five days a week working out and then some running or walking over the weekend. So let's just touch for a second the old working out seven days a week 
largely speaking, I think this is a dumpster fire for most human beings. Okay. If I had to paint with a broad brush. Now, <laughs> shockingly, I know of a couple people north of 30 years old that work out seven days a week. Sure. They've been doing it for more than a year or two. They have not had retrograde performance and they're animals. But I'm here to tell mm -hmm. you, out of the thousands and thousands of CrossFitters that have, that have come across, I know a very small handful of these rare species of human beings. So what I have seen most of the time is it's not going to work just getting back to that exact same thing because if intensity drives results, rest is a critical component of allowing you to express intensity. And if therefore you never give yourself that, most of us aren't going to be able to express intensity and therefore advance in a, in a meaningful fashion. And the only potential caveat is if you have a couple days sprinkled in that you log them as workouts, but you're really just moving your body in a very casual fashion. You're almost flushing out more of the bad juju than you're bringing in. Yes, okay, I, I, I can see that as well, but hitting it hard seven days a week, I don't think is a recipe uh, for success for most people that I'm aware of. Yeah, I would echo that wholeheartedly. And I would also add that, you know, there are some people that for whatever reason, they need to stay on the train, so to speak, so that the discipline doesn't create, doesn't have some gaps created within it. And then ultimately they fall off and, you know, start getting into some worse lifestyle habits. I, I know there's mm -hmm. some people out there that it's like, no, I need to stick to a daily routine because as soon as I get off track, that spirals into something that's really bad in the long run. And so in that scenario, that's like, okay, great. Maybe it is a seven day a week thing and you carve out the time and it's consistent. Maybe it's, you know, every day at 7am I do something. Okay, great. What you have to do in a scenario like that is to make sure that you've got days that are expressly put aside for things like technique work, for things mm -hmm. like I'm just going to work on my movement today. Um, I'm just going to try to get through some uh, positional drills that help to get me more efficient. And that's all I'm required to do. Maybe the time of day that I do it is consistent with my other harder efforts. It keeps me in the habit of showing up and, and making that discipline real, but it doesn't put me further and further and further into the physical hole so that I can't recover and I can't come swinging on those days that I'm supposed to be putting forward a good effort. So that, that would be my strategy there. If, if you are a person that needs that kind of consistency, okay. Just make sure you script it out and you're very clear about what the intention is ahead of time on some of those days during the week. Because um, to your point, it's, it's such a rare person mm. that can just keep showing up and getting hammered over and over and over and over again. And we all think at some point in our lives, I think we all think we are that person. Oh, sure. The rules <laughs> I don't know, apply I, to me. Yep. I've definitely gone through phases of that when I was younger and, you know, maybe... Um, not quite as, uh, uh, I won't say wise as I am today, but you know, as seasoned, let's say. Um, but you learn out pretty quickly that for most of us, we are not the outlier and we have to contend with that. And I would say going all the way to the other spectrum, you know, that was potentially hitting something seven days a week. Uh, I would say, and again, I know this question is all wrapped around what's 
the right number. And hopefully we've made it aware that there is no right number. We're just talking about different schedules and pros and cons, mm -hmm. if you will, of different schedules. Uh, people are also interested sometimes in the opposite of like, you know, what's the least amount I could work out? Sure. Like I can only do yeah. this, this number a week. I would say, honestly, obviously something's better than nothing, but if you could hit three workouts a week, you know, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday kind of a thing. If you had a rest day between each, maybe you did a little moving just to feel good. You're always getting an into, into an interesting spot. Now, I'd love to see some sort of study done on this where if you rewound it to that, and then that allowed you to actually go pretty darn hard on those three days, I think you could get a lot accomplished with three focused, dedicated training sessions a week I think you'd have a shockingly high level of fitness, quite frankly. I totally agree. <clears throat> and I'll expand on that and put a challenge out to coaches. Um, I know I've mentioned this in the past too, but I think that that is something that a really, really dialed in coach and affiliate should be striving for. And what I mean by that is the average person that's going to come in through your doors, they're not going to be there seven days a week. They are not going to be there three hours a day doing extra work on top of the workout of the day that you program for them, nor should they be expected to, to see results. And so my challenge to a really good, thoughtful, professional coach is, hey, if you've got that athlete that's showing up three days a week, can you continue to drive their progress long-term under those conditions? You get them one hour, for three days a week consistently, where do they go? And if the answer is, hey, they've been making steady progress, I'm like, yes, you are kicking butt and doing exactly what you're supposed to. If you are, well, they would be making progress if they could dedicate another hour on top of the hour that they've already given me and do all this extra credit work and start coming in on the weekends. And that's what I really think they need. It's like, maybe you need to refine your program a little bit. So mm -hmm. just, just food for thought. I think it is a good uh, thought experiment from time to time. What is, you know, we can play this game with as many different things as we want. Hopefully, Sean's sure. seen the, the bouncing ball here. What's the schedule that you follow that works the best for you, either, you know, this current phase in your life or in your quote unquote ideal situation? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest right now, catch as catch can. I uh, honestly, I've gone through a phase recently where, my CrossFit has taken quite a back seat. I'm, I'm a lot less, I don't, I don't even know the word, obsessive maybe is the right one. I'm not sure if it's quite uh, on that level, but um, I've been doing a lot more jujitsu lately. My time has been relatively sparse. So, I, you know, I've had um, pretty good success having some friends come over on the weekends and uh, we do a workout in my garage, that sort of thing. And then I might catch another workout or two in the midweek and with some jujitsu on top of that. So these days it's pretty loose. I've got to be honest, um, much looser than it has been frankly for most of my adult life. Um, my ideal is usually like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday workout, Thursday is off a Friday, Saturday workout, and then a Sunday is off. Anytime that I can get that schedule going in my training, that seems to be where I really not only enjoy my training, uh, but I, I tend to thrive. So when I can get that schedule happening, that's the one that I, I tend to gravitate back towards. I will repeat what you just said because I literally, <laughs> I literally have written down the, the three days on, one day off, two days on, one day off, yeah. Thursdays and Sundays being rest days. 
is if you it's had nice to, if you had to ask me like look i know you guys said there's no perfect schedule that fits everybody but hey what's your go-to recommendation that would be it for consistency for managing yep. work and rest for being able to express intensity for feeling good for having consistency in your schedule that you know when your workout days are and your off days i think it's a really good recipe for a huge swath of the population so that's i'm yep. in i'm in full agreement on that and and I'll just say, hey, look, if somebody's, I, I did some silly math. So bear with me for a second. I'm sorry if this is corny. It's my favorite kind of math. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not an exact science. Yeah, so yeah, sure. <laughs> if there's somebody in their life who's like, oh, five days a week would be a dream. Three days a week would be mm -hmm. a dream. I'm just in fill in the blank. Med school. I've got 28 children. Whatever it is, like, gotcha. <laughs> So it can be really easy when life is overwhelming to say it's too overwhelming. I can't do the perfect workout. Can't do the workout mm -hmm. that I want. I'm not going to do anything. Um, and that comes back to that whole, like we always say, like doing something is better than nothing, which I fully believe. But I said before, I don't think that phrase does it justice because that phrase implies that doing something is only marginally better than doing nothing. I think doing mm. something is infinitely better than doing nothing. So I did say again, some silly math. Let's say you had no gear, you were going to do the world's most boring thing. You had two workouts, you're going to do the same two workouts, uh, you know, uh, four times a week, you're going to work out for 10 minutes a day. So on four mm. days a week, you have to find 10 minutes. I think that's reasonable, even in a really hectic schedule. And one of the workouts, workout one, is you just do 50 burpees and 50 sit-ups. You do that on Monday, you do it on Friday. That's it. It takes your ballpark about 10 minutes, don't have to warm up. The other workout that you do on Tuesday and Saturday is you do an 800-meter jog and 40 air squats. That's it. That's, that's the whole thing. You're done literally in 10 minutes or less. And the other option is life's hectic, so I did nothing. If you fast forward a mm -hmm. year, person A did nothing. If you fast forward a year, the math on person B, who did 10 minutes a day, four times a week, they did 51.7 miles of running. 4,160 air squats, 5,200 burpees, and 5,200 sit-ups mm. on that wow. 10 minutes a day, blah, blah, blah. Again, you could get far more creative. Maybe you have a set of dumbbells. But my point being, wherever you are, if you put a little time, thought, and effort into it, and you even have a limited time, limited gear, limited whatever, I bet you can do something where maybe you won't catapult your fitness to the top of the leaderboard, but you will do yourself huge favors yep. and then you won't be in this fitness hole because we've all like started over and it feels like death, but that when you do get a bit more time and you can make your way into the gym, you don't have as much dust on you that you have to mm -hmm. knock off as you used to. So that would just kind of something I'd like to plant in people's um, heads when we're talking about how often should I work out and all that kind of good stuff. I love that. And uh, you know, uh, bear with me a little bit here. This is going to be perhaps a little less concrete, but um, I've been in conversation with Spencer Nix uh, recently. And for those of you that don't know, Spencer Nix, um, great coach. He's, he's currently oh, yeah. doing a lot of work with kind of mindset training and, you know, the psychological aspects of staying consistent over the long term. And I've had some great conversations with him. Uh, go check out his work if, if you're uh, unfamiliar. 
But um, he pointed out to me that this is often most difficult for people that were very fit in the past or were mm. competitive in the past because the chasm between what you still believe that you should be doing and what you are able to do based on the time or the lifestyle that you have now um, is so great that your brain convinces you that doing nothing is the superior alternative. If I can't go in do, and do a two-hour all-out sports professional style training session like I used to when I was younger, the whole thing is a wash. That's what your brain will tell you, especially if you've had that kind of background in the past. And to your point, I think once it's spelled out to you how powerful just a little bit of consistency can be, it is objectively not true. Mm-hmm. And, and it is very powerful to have that recognition that like, you know what? Yeah, maybe it isn't the same way that I used to train, but to touch on what I brought up earlier, what I can do right now, what is current with what I am capable of handling based on my lifestyle now, that little piece is going to carry me. And uh, I, yeah, I, I could not agree more. That's something that I think all of us need a reminder on from time to time. So I like your silly math. I think it's, yeah. I think it's great. <laughs> you know, barely graduated with a sociology degree. That's, that's, the, that's the top of my mathematical ability. Yeah. So, And you well, can almost see it too, right? Like if you just imagine those two people on a line and you have that person that does nothing over the year, their line looks like it's descending, no question. And that right. person that, yeah, that, that is doing something, they are ascending and maybe it's gradual, you know, very gradual. But if you look at the gradual descent and the gradual ascent of those two individuals and you measure the distance between the two of them at the end of that process, it's significant. And that's what matters. And I'll take a couple just since we're talking about imaginary people, I'll I'll, I'll take a a leap as well that I think the person who just decided to give up to some degree because it wasn't worth it is probably going to make concessions and give themselves um uh, a slippery slope on nutrition as well where the other person sure. is like huh mm-hmm. i gotta do that darn 800 tomorrow morning like uh the, you know there might be a, just a, a smidge more incentive to pay attention to the food right. that you're consuming yeah. and so there's all these other things and there's the confidence boost of like moving your body so there's all these things that like yes i think it's choose movement would be my my thing there but yeah i think that's that's it for me for sean's question Yeah, me too. So again, to kind of bland the plane and wrap it up, uh, the two big things that I keep coming back to are what's the schedule that keeps you stoked so that you can maximize your intensity and effort in the gym? And then what is current based on what you can actually handle today with the life that you have, not what you used to be able to do, not what you hope to be able to do in an ideal state that may never come to pass, but what is objectively possible right now and you got to weigh those two things out and that's how you get to your answer intensity is your friend so buddy sean we appreciate it great question i think this will resonate with a lot of people and as we say we pay attention to your questions this is with every week that goes by it's more everybody else's show it's not my show or adrian's show it's the community show so we want to know what's on your mind post your thoughts comments questions to this you know go to the btwb youtube channel find this show Write your thoughts or comments or ideas for future content in there. We'll read them and check them out. If you have thoughts or input on the topic that we discussed today, we want to hear those as well. Like we always say, you want to help support the show with some really very valuable and useful cycles. Check out the VNR cycles. There's a whole bunch of them from get your first 
pull up, handstand walk, strict this, kipping that. We got you covered. So dive into those. I think you'll find them useful. And for Adrian Bosman, I'm Pat Sherwood, and we'll see you next time.